Andrew, and hello, Ingas Nation. You are listening to episode 26 of the CrossFit Ingas podcast, and today we will be discussing how to get the most out of your training. We're past the quarter century mark in podcast years. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. We're like past that stage where we think we know everything and becoming a little more mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like it. A little bit older. Yeah. I think it's going well. Yeah. 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 Keep how it going. You, how are you? Are you feeling more comfortable with this? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Definitely more than when we started. Yeah. Um, but still lots to learn. For sure. For sure. Okay. Excellent. Where are we starting? Um, well, first and foremost, we had some, as we were kind of thinking of new ideas for the podcast, we had the idea of asking all of our listeners for, for their questions. Right. Yeah. To, so, to answer on the podcast. Correct. Yeah. Um, so we thought it would be cool to do like a like a rapid fire question answer session. Um, but to do that, we need questions. <laughs> we need the questions. Yeah. The content. So how are we going to get those? Uh, so we'll post something on social media, on Instagram, on the story. Um, maybe we'll do a post like a like a regular post as well. Yeah. Where you can submit your questions there, and for those of you who don't do social media or would rather not post your question there. We will have some sort of vessel, as you called it, um, <laughs> where you can submit your questions here at the gym. Anonymously. Yes. Yep. You don't have to put your name. <laughs> or, or you can still put your name. Yeah. If you yeah, want. yeah. If you want us to know. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have something up maybe on the desk or something um, for you to submit those questions. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. And I, I think it'll be fun. So, but we need questions from you guys. So, right. Submit questions. We'll see how long it takes to get like a good number, and then we can uh, do the episode. Cool. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, all, right. all right. So community shout out. Yeah. Um, Who do you have? So my first one is um, Stacy for mm-hmm. getting her level one. Yay! Um, Go Stacy. Yeah, we had posted about this already, but I think it's just worth uh, kind of giving her a shout out on the podcast. Um, it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And, um, really great experience for anyone who's done it knows it's a, it's an awesome weekend, like so much knowledge, whether you're going to, um, to be a coach or just to be a better athlete or, mm-hmm. or person, it's, it's so worth it. Yeah. So really happy that she went to get it and, and, um, hopefully she enjoyed herself. That's awesome. Good stuff. Um, I have Mary, Mary Moriarty. So Mary, um, has been kind of. Well, first of all, she's been crushing it on the nutrition game. Mm-hmm. Um, she did really well through the challenge. Yeah, she's, she looks great. She looks awesome. Um, and she's kind of been battling this nagging knee injury, discomfort, mm-hmm. not too sure um, what's going on with that. Um, but she's going to get it checked out. She's given it some time. But she's struggled with, you know, having... Being in the gym, modifying workouts, and this this past week she's just kind of overcome that, and and it's still it's still a struggle, right? When you have an injury, yeah, um, battling, do I not work out? Which we did do a podcast about about yeah. um, that about injuries. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I don't remember what number it was, um, but she's kind of overcome that, and she's she's going to keep coming in and work Good. on her weaknesses. Good, yeah, and. And get stronger in other areas, and and I think that's just a, a great example and um, a place for her to be and to keep going and working yeah. on that. Yeah, it's tough when um, when you when you're coming in and you can't necessarily do the things that you know that you used to be able to do or should right. be able to do. 
Um, so I think just like having that uh, shift in perspective from seeing it as like a setback to as mm-hmm. maybe more of an opportunity. Exactly. So it sounds like she's getting there. She's 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 starting to embrace it. Good. Yeah. Nice, Mary. All right. Who else? Um, so my last one is Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, so he recently came in and did uh, an in-body scan. So mm-hmm. he had done one back in like December or something. So whatever that is mm-hmm. for four months, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, and, and really great results. So he's down like 10 pounds. Um, he's lost four and a half percent body wow. fat, which is phenomenal. So he's been dialing in his nutrition. He's been coming to the gym a little more consistently after having the baby. Um, so he's, he's really been doing great. And, and like you can tell just in his, you know, he, he looks really great as That's well. That's awesome. So, yeah. He's been crushing it. So congrats, Travis. Go Travis. All right. My last one is Brian Converse. Um, the priest. The priest. Brian, for, for those of you who don't know, he, he comes to uh, the day classes. And when he first started out with me two years ago, about two years ago, he started out just doing um, individual, like personal training classes. Um, and then eventually he graduated to the MOVE class. And most recently, he has now started incorporating the CrossFit classes. Awesome. And he's been... He's been really doing an awesome job. He started implementing um, better nutrition into his life, and he came in yesterday and told me he he's also in the Army, and he had a PT test on Tuesday, and he, he kind of avoids doing these tests. Uh-huh. And um, ever since he's been doing the workouts, he's been much more he's been getting stronger and he feels better and he went head on into that um pt test and he said he crushed it good and he came in and he was super super excited and super proud and um just want to give him a shout out for that good for him he's been he's been super consistent so i'm super proud of him i heard that he really enjoyed our podcast on getting outside your comfort zone yes he did he loved that one and he's, he's putting that into practice he absolutely is good it's been awesome to see his his journey and like I said I'm really really proud of him and I know he's he's feeling really good so awesome congrats Brian Brian. cool okay let's get into it let's do it so we're talking about getting the most out of our training yes um and so we're gonna do we have like six different points we're gonna go through yeah and um kind of trade off talking about each one Mm -hmm. so the first one you're gonna talk about is nutrition so it's the foundation. It is the foundation. Yeah. So that's where we're starting. Perfect. The base, yeah. if you will. Um, so specifically pre and post workout nutrition, since we're talking about um, ar- around that training anyway. Um, so we want to make sure that as far as we'll talk about pre pre training pre workout first, um, we don't want to go into a workout feeling hungry or on that empty stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be fueled. This is going to help sustain our energy, help boost that performance. So for example, having something light, like some protein and carbs is going to help carry you through that workout. Um, couple of things, just little things on that protein. It's going to help maintain our muscle. It's going to help push the amino acids into our bloodstream, which is, which is going to, in turn, boost that muscle building, mm-hmm. which we want to get strong and maintain the muscle that we have. Yeah. Carbs are going to help fuel us through that workout and preserve that muscle as well. So just to kind of give you some examples of what that could be, um, 
you could do something like a Greek yogurt, like a zero-fat Greek yogurt. Um, We could do... Great source of protein. Yeah, great source of protein. Um, Have a piece of fruit with some, with a protein shake. Another another great and quick option, especially if you're somebody's like coming from work and you know, you're you're busy on the go. Um, Applesauce with protein. So especially the protein shakes, the applesauce, that being a liquid is going to help um, digest faster. So mm-hmm. it won't be sitting in your stomach yeah, yeah. going into that workout. Nobody wants to feel full, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I usually like pre-workout. So a lot of times I'm working out um, in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's, you know, a number of hours after lunch. Yeah. So I'll typically have like a snack of... Um, an apple yep. for carbs, and then either um, some deli lunch meat, mm-hmm. which is pretty light, right? Yeah, right? It yeah that's sit perfect. Too much, too heavy in my stomach, or or the Greek yogurt. Yeah. So those are kind of my go-to's yeah. for pre-workout. That's perfect. Fuel for fire that yeah. we have here, which is protein and carbs. That's so perfect. You, yeah, get them both in one. Yep. Um, for those who like to work out earlier, really early in the morning, uh-huh. that can be a struggle to to get those that food in yeah um but doing something like even like half a protein shake you know so you're not working out in a complete empty stomach Mm -hmm. especially with the type of training that we're doing here right um post-workout okay so the purpose of getting in the fuel post-workout is to recover we Mm want to rehydrate refuel those muscles build the muscle um and it'll again help improve our performance um but again, we want to see those protein and carbs. Right. So like a whey protein shake, right? We have the small packets of Ascent Protein, yep. which is a great option. Again, the Fuel for Fire, yep. great option. Yep. Um, even doing a Kill Cliff. Uh, but we want to try to get that in right after our workout. Um, if you're working out late at night, maybe you're going to have dinner shortly after, mm-hmm. maybe just doing a shake and avoiding the carbs and then going home and eating dinner. Right. That way we're not too full um, and we're able to replenish right away. So now a difference between like um, whey and casein. Right. So whey protein is something we want to have right after our workout because it's that faster absorbing versus the casein protein. That's something you could do late at night. That's going to be a slower digesting. So it'll carry you through the evening. Perfect. Um, so post-workout whey protein. Correct. Yeah. Um, what about, so I noticed that we, you didn't, you, uh, talk about fats. Yes. So why not, why not fats? No, no fats. Well, one, around the workout, around the workout. Yeah. we love fat. We love yeah. fat. Um, but around the workout, we want to avoid that because it, it's again, a slower digesting. Um, and if you, if you tried to eat fats beforehand, you're not going to, it's going to sit in your stomach, mm-hmm. right? It's going to slow down the absorption of the protein and the carbs, which right. we want to get into our system. Right. And that I think, you know, typically the workouts that we do, the durations and, and kind of the stimulus and response is primarily fueled by carbohydrates. Correct. So having those carbs pre and post, you're going to be fueling that workout. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, okay. Right. So that's good on nutrition. Good on nutrition. Okay. What do we got next? So the second point is um, having the right mindset. Mm. So this can mean a couple of different things. So we've talked previously about having like a growth versus a fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in our you know going into our training, we want to have a growth mindset. Right. Um, so 
just kind of seeing everything as um, an opportunity for growth and development mm-hmm. and not necessarily just like a pass fail. Right. Um, so we have to we have to be open to learning and growth. And that comes with a certain amount of um, vulnerability. So coming in with an open mind and like being okay with taking feedback, mm-hmm. right? Um, because if we're not okay with taking feedback, then we're not going to improve. Right. And um, you know, I think a lot of this comes down to just like being more coachable. So the coaches are here with your best interest in mind mm-hmm. and are all very knowledgeable in, in their own ways. Um, so, you know, be okay with, with taking feedback and, mm-hmm. and suggestions and, and trying to implement that. Um, so like we've all kind of, you know, as coaches, we've all seen the example where, um, maybe we try and give feedback to someone and there's always like a reason why they were doing it that way or like why they can't do it the way that we are asking them to, um, which, which is like, they're basically just saying, you know, I'm not willing to try something different. Right. Right. Which is a very fixed mindset. Right. So you, I think we have to kind of like shift that to more of a growth mindset and being willing to like step back and, um, really understand that there's always room for, for growth and improvement. Absolutely. And, and, you know, listening to someone else's perspective and being okay with it, not necessarily being the same as your right. own. Right. Right. Um, otherwise we're just, we're severely limiting our mm-hmm. potential. Um, the other thing is, um, so the little voice in our heads <laughs> when we're working out, we've all, we've all been there in like the middle of a tough workout. And that voice is, is telling you something. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's like, you know, if it's constantly negative, right. Saying like, oh, this is so hard and you know, I can't do this and I want to give up. Like that's going to dictate the outcome. Sure. So we, we've got to, we got to flip that a little bit, right? Some positive self-talk. Positive self-talk. Yeah. Exactly. So like change that to like telling yourself like I can do this or Uh, My favorite one, I think, is, like, I am not going to give up. So I will will not give up on anything. Yeah. That's, like, something that that I identify really well with. Um, Or, or like, I enjoy this. I enjoy this feeling, (laughs) which is is maybe a little bit harder. Uh, Okay. (laughs) The pain of thrusters. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy this pain. I enjoy this feeling. Um, But, yeah, just having confidence in yourself and your abilities um, and trying to put that, that positive spin on it. Um, will naturally just um, dictate a more positive outcome. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, so that's the mindset piece. Cool. Um, what does your voice say when you're working out? Um, I, I, for some reason, it's more of like the longer workouts. I can like tune things out pretty well. Uh-huh. Like You if, just shut your brain oh, off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like if I'm in, but like something... Murph is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that is a workout where I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. Where I just have to keep telling myself that. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. And I love that. I love that workout and I love that feeling. Um, but I guess I, I've, I, I've grown and learned to just shut my brain off and move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that takes time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But. Don't, don't allow the, the voice to be negative. No, no positive positive talk only all right so the next one that we're going to talk about uh movement prep and warm-ups okay all right so so why why do we warm up every day you come into class and there is a specific warm-up that to go along with our workout and we we 
we warm up as a class mm -hmm. and we get that piece in. Um, but we got to get our body nice and primed up for the, the task that we're about to perform. We're not going to come in and if it's a heavy deadlift, right, and just throw on throw on 155 pounds and start ripping weight right, right. it's a good way to get hurt exactly yeah <laughs> so we want to try to avoid or prevent injury as much as possible through that warm up mm -hmm. getting that heart rate up and a lot of the movements we do most of the movements we do for warm up are going to be specific to what we are doing that day yeah so a lot of full body movements, we do our, our usual, the Samson stretch, mm -hmm. Spider-Man stretch, push-ups to down dog, right? That's getting that whole body moving, adding a little bit of stretching into that. Um, and that's going to help prep, prep us. Then we dial it into the more specific movements, right? When Even when we're going through our, um, our um, teaching piece of teaching a clean or teaching a snatch we're working with an empty barbell mm -hmm. right and we're we're priming up our system for the the movement pattern that we're about to um go through yep um even kind of going even more specifically right if you're somebody who you know it takes you a little bit longer to warm up your shoulders or warm up your hips or ankles that is a great opportunity for you to get get in get into class a little bit early hit the crossover symmetry to activate yeah. those shoulders yep. do some ankle stretches do some hip mobility some squat therapy to to prime up if if you're somebody who needs a little bit more um warming up in yep. those areas and yep. that's going to make your workout that much better your yeah. performance is going to be that much better yeah 100 percent. yeah and i think and i mean there's only like so we we go through the warm-up together as a class all yeah. the time yeah but there's only so much that we can cater to specific individual exactly um situations so like you said if there if you have you know specific mobility restrictions or um things like that then then absolutely like it's a great opportunity to come in a bit early and, and try and address those right yeah yeah i like that a lot cool and and it's it's a safety thing right we don't want to see people running in here and just throwing stuff around and hopping up onto a pull-up bar and start doing pull-ups. Yeah. We, w there's a purpose for that, and and we, that's why we um, apply that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. So next one is, um, I guess you can call it kind of our approach. Appro approach going yeah. into workouts. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a. There's a great podcast on this topic mm -hmm. by um, Ben Bergeron, mm -hmm. the Chasing Excellence yep. series, where they talk about the difference between uh, practice, training, and competing. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of like, and I, I highly recommend anyone listen to this mm -hmm. podcast. It's really, really informative. Um, but those are kind of, I guess, like the three general approaches that we can have coming into our workouts. Mm -hmm. um, so just to kind of go through what each one of those means. So practice would be things that are like very low weight, uh, low, so low loads, low heart rate, low intensity, very focused and deliberate movement, mm -hmm. and l like higher repetition with the specific goal of trying to get better at a specific movement or mm -hmm. skill, right? And then training would be um, higher loads, higher heart rate and intensity, uh, maybe like a moderate focus um, where, um, so you're still going to be have like an elevated heart rate, um, but the goal is, is getting better for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then competing would be 
um, essentially like giving everything you have to maximize the immediate result. So mm-hmm. uh, like max heart rate, max load or max intensity. Um, and the goal is not about being better tomorrow. It's about um, getting the best um, result from that specific movement mm-hmm. or workout or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. So the only thing that matters is that immediate result. Right. Um, and <clears throat> so the, the thing that, um, you know, I think that most people need to realize is that when we're competing, there's really minimal adaptation or growth. Right. So we're not getting better when we're competing. So think of competing as like your, your game day. Right. Right. Um, and most people in the gyms probably spend a lot, uh, a little bit too much time competing versus the other mm-hmm. two. So we need to shift that focus more towards training and practice. Um, because you, when you're competing, you, you can actually like compete yourself out of shape. And I think a really good example of this is um, during the open. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when, you know, during the open, most people are not getting fitter during that time. Right. In fact, you could maybe even backslide a little bit yeah. because you're spending so much time focused around that one specific workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you're doing it multiple times and that the, the stress and the tax that you're putting on your body um, doesn't allow you to recover and really kind of focus on uh, the other things that we normally would be right. on a on a weekly basis. Right. Um, so really, I think the you know in a, in a normal gym setting, maybe one day per week you should be competing, mm-hmm. truly competing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and probably you know most people are competing more than they even realize, right? Well, yeah, we look up at the whiteboard, exactly. We see who has the yeah. fastest time. Yeah. And we go after it. We try, yeah. or we try to. So, so you're you're competing, <laughs> right. In that sense, right. right? As soon as that happens, <laughs> that's where your mindset is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and another another thing, like benchmark workouts mm-hmm. are, so they're great because they they give us this measuring stick to track our progress, mm-hmm. um, but they also um, put a lot of of pressure and stress on that result. Right. So. If you don't have the right mindset going into it, then um, you know you can get caught in that um, in that that competition mindset uh, every single time. Yeah. Right. And and we and so recently, the past couple of weeks, we've done quite a few of these. We have, yeah. Right? And, and um, you know, it it doesn't necessarily have to be the the the, the goal should not be uh, a PR every single time mm-hmm. we do a benchmark workout. Um, if you if you look at say like the last you know ten times you've done the filthy fifty, a workout that we've done recently, mm-hmm. um, what we want to see like a positive upward trajectory, right. right? So it's not necessarily about the last two results or like you know any two points on that curve. We just want to see the trend being positive right. over time. Right. And so I think some people get you know a little bit too stressed out about that. The each individual result, and if like you know one is. 30 seconds slower, a minute slower, it's like, you know, you're putting a little bit too much stress on yourself. Yeah. Like, don't necessarily worry about um, every single data point, but rather um, that positive progress over a longer time frame. Right. Not just that immediate result. Right. Um, and I think if, if um, you know, if, if you can take anything from, from this specifically around the approach is like, just have more fun. Yeah. You know, don't worry so much about um, the score on the whiteboard or trying to PR every time. 
um, like just come in and, and take the stress out take of the it. stress off yeah. and, you know, get a good workout and, and, and have fun. Yeah. Um, cause that's really all that it's about. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and too, if, if there are those skills that maybe you're asking yourself why you're not improving on them, maybe it's because you need, you need to take a step back. Maybe you're doing exactly what you're saying that, that too, too much of that competing and not enough training with intention on the movements that you, you should be getting you, that you want to get better at. Right. Right. So right. implementing the, the practice in Absolutely. And, and so that way you can grow those skills. Yeah. And I think this is a good, so let like, let's use an example. This is a good il- illustration. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we've talked about this before, but like butterfly pull-ups, yeah. right? So, or, or, you know, kipping pull-ups and butterfly pull-ups in general, mm-hmm. right? So if you're someone who is really good at, at kipping pull-ups, then if you're in a workout when they come up, you're going to constantly go to kipping pull-ups, right? right? Even though we know in the long run, butterfly are much faster. Mm-hmm. So um, within that specific workout, if you're just doing kipping pull-ups because you know that's going to give you your best result, then you're, you're just competing. right? So take that back if you want to get better at pull-ups in general mm-hmm. and be able to do butterfly to be better in the long run, right. then you should be doing things like... Um, like practicing outside of workouts yeah. where maybe you're, you've got the box and you're working on like the butterfly technique, mm-hmm. um, and kind of slowly working up to it. That, that is like practice, like not right. even within a workout, Exactly. like take it outside of a workout and just work, you know, focus on that specific movement. Sure. And then training would be trying to incorporate them into workouts mm-hmm. when you know that putting them into a workout is going to result in you having a slower time. Right. But that's okay because you have to be able to incorporate them to get better to the point where they become your new norm. Exactly. Um, so just kind of like shifting that mindset a little bit and getting away from just competing all the time. Yeah. Cool. All right. So the next point. So the next one we have is scaling. Okay. And just to talk a little bit about what that means and, and scaling versus RXing, right? We see we see what these given weights are on the whiteboard or or the height of uh, the box or a specific movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we want to do, regardless of what we choose, is whether it's scaling or RXing, we want to choose the option that's going to preserve the stimulus of the workout. What is the stimulus, right? Uh, that's meeting the goal of the time or rounds. Um, and finding the balance of technique and intensity in training that has um, longevity. And we want to, we, the, the coach will give you what the stimulus of the workout is. Mm-hmm. You should be able to hit 20 of these snatches unbroken when fresh. Yeah, we talk about this all the time, right? right? In the water. E- exactly. Yeah. So we're going to, if you're not sure what the stimulus is, your coach will, will, will let you know what that is. And if the time domain is if you should if you should be hitting somewhere around twelve minutes for the whole workout, right? And you can't do a certain weight, let's scale it down. Mm-hmm. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing that if you're hitting the stimulus of the workout. Yeah. And I think sometimes scaling gets this like negative. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a negative connotation or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it shouldn't be viewed that way. Yeah. If you are going hard, hitting that stimulus, then 
then you are getting a good workout in and you are going to get better. Yeah. If you're striving to go RX every single workout and it's not a weight you can move or a movement that you can move proficiently, then we're not doing ourselves any any good yeah, by trying you're, to you're do limiting that. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And so kind of referring back to this the practice and, and training days, right? Even the even those that maybe you could RX that workout. Right, but maybe we could need to dial in the scale. We're gonna scale scale it down or yeah. modify it, yeah. whatever whatever you prefer to call it, um, by going lower in weight, making sure we're safe, and and growing from there. Because scaling is not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of people see scaling as for um, new athletes, right, or for new members. Yeah. Um, which I think is, couldn't be farther from the truth. Like, um, and even I I think more recently with myself, like I've gotten a lot better at scaling when I need to scale. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, the goal, like the goal is not, the goal is not the RX. Mm -hmm. The goal, like you said, is, is to hit the proper stimulus in the workout. And if you're not okay with scaling, then you're, you're missing that mark. Um, so I think, you know, you have to be okay with scaling when appropriate um, to make sure that we're getting the most out of our training. Yeah, 100%. I, that's definitely something that myself as well, I've learned over the past couple of years that it's okay. If your body isn't, if for some reason I'm not feeling great and I look at the board and I know I can RX the workout, but it mm-hmm. wouldn't be beneficial right. to my recovery and right. I still kind of want to get my heart rate up then I'll, I'll adjust. Right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And you'll be better off for it in the long run. Exactly. Because you're not, you know, going to beat yourself up necessarily. And you know, you're, you'll be fresher for the next time that you're ready to come after it. And the stress of it. All of these things are starting to tie together. (laughs) Do we see a trend? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So listen to your coaches when they tell you to scale. Yes, exactly. Um, Okay. Number six. Number six is recovery. Um, so if we, I mean, this is, this one's kind of obvious, but if we aren't recovering properly, then we're going to impact how much we can get out of our next workout mm-hmm. or our subsequent workouts. Um, so we want to, we want to try and maximize our recovery prior to applying any additional stress on our bodies. Cause mm-hmm. that's what we're doing when we're working out, mm-hmm. right? We're applying a stress. So our bodies need to recover from that stress um, in order to get the most out of the next workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we can kind of circle this back to not competing every day, right? Because right. <laughs> if you're competing every day, then you're, um, you're beating yourself up a lot more than, you know, if you are, um, being more thoughtful about your training and, and actually doing specific training or practice, mm-hmm. um, type days. So some ways that we can, um, that we can help recover. So one is, um, like a, post wad cool down. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we try to do this in class sometimes logistically it can be challenging, um, to do within the class setting often because like the classes kind of run back to back. So yeah. it, it becomes hard to do them in a class setting, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it on your own. It's, mm-hmm. it's very simple. Like, um, even just things like jumping on a bike for, for five minutes to cool down. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly if, you know, we're doing a lot of squatting or a lot of lower body work just to get that lactic acid, moving out of Mm -hmm. your legs can, can be huge, hugely helpful. 
um, jumping on a foam roller for five, 10 minutes mm -hmm. after class, that can be very, very helpful. Or going through um, some like stretching. So like, you know, going off into the corner, doing some stretching. Mm -hmm. um, or even like, you know, even consider like jumping into the warm up of the next class. Yeah. And use that That's as, a your, great idea. as your cool down. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing saying that you can't do that. Right. Um, so all of those, um, like going through some sort of a cool down routine after a workout is a great way to, to kind of kick off the recovery process mm -hmm. and it'll help significantly. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, this is something that I've been trying to do better with, mm -hmm. um, whether it's like ju just jumping on the bike for a bit or going to foam roll. Um, I always feel better afterwards sure. than I do. Yeah. So um, I don't always have the time, but I, I'm trying to be better about it. I'm not good at this. No? <laughs> no, I'm not good at it. Sometimes I'll, I will jump on a bike, but it's, it's not something I should be putting into practice as much as I should. Yeah. yeah. So another, another thing that we can do is um, proper nutrition. So we already talked yep. about this with like, you know, pre and post-workout. Mm -hmm. um, but then even our meals outside of that, mm -hmm. right, outside of that pre and post-workout window, um, have to be solid. Yeah. Whole um, foods. Yep. Eat whole foods, um, eat a lot of vegetables, mm -hmm. um, and keep our quantities in check. Yep. Um, so, <clears throat> and so things like, you know, processed foods and, and sugar, um, cause inflammation in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And obviously like when we're trying to recover from a workout, that's the last thing that we want. Right? Right. We want like, the exact opposite of that. Right. So avoiding those type of foods, um, making sure that we're, um, the fuel that we're putting in our bodies is going to allow our muscles to recover. Mm -hmm. So focusing on those whole foods, protein, carbs, and fats, um, making sure that we're eating as clean as possible is going to go a long way in helping you recover. Yeah. You're, you're going to feel good Yeah, for sure. Um, and then taking rest days. Mm -hmm. So like traditionally, like if you go to the, you know, crossfit.com, their workout programming, yeah. they, they go based on like a, a three day on one day off, two day on one day off cycle. Mm -hmm. So basically you're working out five days a week with mm -hmm. two rest days. Um, that's a pretty good place to start from. You know, obviously like most people's schedules won't allow you to stick to exactly that right. routine. Um, but just making sure that you're taking rest days when needed. So yeah. listen to your body. Uh, if you're feeling beat up, um, you know, don't beat yourself up even more. Right. Um, because you're just going to prolong that, that stage of, of recovery. Right. Um, and, you know, even if it's not necessarily taking a full rest day, like you can always come in and do some active recovery yeah. work. You can come in and move. You can come in and go through some stretching, which will definitely help in the long run. So doing things like that um, will will be very beneficial. It's getting nicer out. You could go for a walk. Yeah. Go for a hike. Yep. Go to yeah. Bluff Point. Go yeah. for a run. Things like that. Yep. Um, and then lastly, sleep. Love sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... We did a whole podcast on this. Yes, we right? did with so, our with our sleep expert. Kate, yeah, with our sleep expert, Kate. So refer back to episode nineteen. Yep. Um, uh, but so much of our recovery is tied to quality sleep. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you're um, getting more, getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. um, the more sleep that you that you can get, the better you're going to recover. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at this <laughs> at all. No. No. So I can't pretend like I am because I'm not. Um, why? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what time Just, do you go to bed? Uh, you live with the sleep expert. Yeah, <laughs> I know. 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't, I don't sleep enough. Um, maybe you need to work on that. I know. You should put a plan into I place. I Kate, know. help him. 
I, I like to I like to have time to wind down before bed, and sometimes that bumps into my sleep. Sleep, man. I know. Yeah, I'm not good at it, but you should. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening, I do all the other things. You know? <laughs> then we just need this one more piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So post workout cool down, proper nutrition, taking rest days, and sleep will help you recover. And it all, it all, it all ties all together, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I had like kind of one last point that I yep. wanted to hit on um, is consistency and commitment. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing that we've seen, we've been doing this for six and a half years now. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing um, that will, um, you know, ties back to getting results is being consistent and and committing to being consistent. Yeah. Because if you're not if you're not showing up regularly four, five, six days a week, um, all this other stuff doesn't really matter. Right. Right. If you're only working out two days a week, um, you know, you can, you can sleep all you want and, um, (laughs) focus on your scaling in those one or two workouts and, uh, making sure you're warmed up properly, but you're just, you're going to be limiting your results. Right. So, um, make sure you have that consistency piece dialed in. Um, and then that, that's really where all this other stuff that we could, that we talked about can, can really benefit. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Do you have anything else, else to add? Nope. I don't think so. (laughs) All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Thanks guys for listening to another episode of the podcast and we'll be back in two weeks. Sounds good. See See you later.